my secret Stevie life. Some piano chords and the sound of a crowd cheering. My hands relax a little on the steering wheel. The New Jersey turnpike carries on outside the car windows. What's this? Eric in the passenger seat says. Wait a minute, baby. I sing along with the track and give him a look he's probably never seen from me before. The chords pulse some more and then drowning. I'm suddenly swathed in black chiffon in a sea of love. I'm ethereal, floating where everyone would love to drown. I am ageless, timeless. I am every woman and some men and non-binary people too. Eric looks a little frightened. Maybe he's noticed my Subaru Impreza is suddenly lined in crushed velvet, candles perched, dripping on the dashboard. Welcome to my secret Stevie life. All the hours, endless hours of driving on my own over the years and probably most intensely this past year have led to me developing a private personality that exists only in the confines of my car. This personality is mostly dictated by shuffle play, only through Stevie Nicks or Tom Petty, Pop Staples, or maybe John Prine can I truly express what I feel. Warren Zevon also speaks through me into the never-quite-air-conditioned-enough confines of my car, and for three minutes here and there, we put the world to rights. But it's with Stevie that some fantasy version of myself really takes flight. My secret Stevie cries pretty tears and dabs them away with a lace handkerchief. My often frizzed-out scraggly shag hairdo twists into cherubic curls of silver, gold, and copper. Cherries from a handy Tupperware nestled in my passenger seat anoint these cupid bow lips. My dainty hands and fingerless gloves flip off impolite drivers and slam the horn at beastly trucks that block my path to a future waterfall. Stevie urges me on to that waterfall where all will be released. I slip effortlessly into place on her records and especially the live recordings as one of Stevie's girls, majestic and mysterious in laced bodice, skirt and boots. I've often looked to men to lead me, but with her quiet grace and then steely roar, I finally understand why the shelves at the bookstore bar groan with literature of witch wisdom and women who run with the wolves. The divine feminine is an ancient knowledge base. Maybe I'm losing my grip, but walking in the woods the other day, I actually wanted to hug a tree. I felt a little sheepish and was worried somebody would see me, so I just kind of went over and rubbed my hands up and down the bark. If another person had appeared on the trail, I was prepared to whip out a notebook and jot down some notes, say, hmm, interesting. But I really wanted to just full-on embrace that tree and feel its power and absorb its energy right down to the roots, twined and nestled and surging through the vein of Mother Earth. Maybe that's what listening to Stevie Nicks sing does for me. It's not just the fantasy of becoming this super feminine woman, because, hey, the clothes would be fun. It's the power of all these archetypes, the storm, the spring, the dove, the gypsy. As tropes, they're overused. What exactly is a trope? As images and artwork, they put me in mind a little too much of airbrushed black t-shirts and God's eyes right next to the corn dogs and chemical snow cones at a fair. But even as I type those words... 
Those things sound kind of appealing. The authentic has become so tasteful, it can't possibly be real anymore. I want to claw back some earlier version of real, before punk and postmodernism misled me into thinking, if it smells like patchouli, that's the wrong real. A stream divided back in the mid-70s, and if you took the part that went down a concrete culvert, well, my friend, you could love Fleetwood Mac going forward, but always with an apologetic shrug that told the world, I'm actually shallower and therefore deeper than this. Stevie is the big sister I never had, the mother I lost. With her as my guide, I can't be afraid because all is love and feelings are mountains and next to them we're powerless, except when we somehow become bigger than everything and rise above it all like a lighting rig over a stage. I try explaining to Eric that I'm just basic, really. I mean, look at my Subaru. I want to be remarkable, but mostly I just want to be good. On the Asbury Park boardwalk the day before, a man had handed me a hat he found on a bench. He didn't speak English, but gestured, wanting to know if it was mine. I took it from him for a second, a black baseball hat. It read, Stevie Nicks, in elegant white script. I smiled and handed it back to him. His girlfriend or daughter took it from him and put it on her head. A Stevie hat felt like a deck of tarot cards, best given as a gift. I guess I could have kept it, but I'm weird about used hats. Stevie had played at a festival on the beach the day before. I imagined her choosing the font for this bit of merch herself. Maybe it was a facsimile of her signature, girlish and spidery. We were there for Green Day and got to see Courtney Barnett, who rocked like I've always wanted to and made it look so effortless. She had the advantage of being from Australia, those wide-open mental spaces, age 25 and 2013, not to make excuses for myself or lessen her achievements. I remembered a friend telling me about Avant Gardner back then. She sounds like you, only she did what I wished I could, can still try to, push boundaries, be herself. If only I knew who that really was. I'd been a Fleetwood Mac fan in the pre-punk days and reconnected with them when my first husband played me the revelation that is their live version of the Beach Boys' Farmer's Daughter, B-side of the Dreams single. It was when I was discovering and loving everything to do with harmony singing, and that live recording is transcendent. My all-girl trio, The Shams, attempted it live a few times. Then the Tom Petty running down a dream documentary, Insider with Tom and Stevie on stage, and I became obsessed with that song and their harmonies. Stevie captivated me with her insistent Tom should let her in the band. So maybe I'm following the guys again, because I wanted to be in the Heartbreakers with Stevie. That wasn't going to happen, of course, so I began following Stevie Nicks, realizing she really was, is the equal of every man on her own feminine power terms. But inside the chamber, within the chamber of my car, I sweep all the men away and it's just me and the queen. No, not that queen. When the live version of Sarah ends, I'm just a woman on the turnpike whose husband is on his phone. But my spirit is soaring somewhere above the badlands, entwining with the guitar glory of Courtney, the raging silky steel of Stevie. We waft and float and blister up over the Jersey Shore and out to sea. I'm tired 
Please rate, review, share the podcast with your friends, and thanks again for listening.